Hey there, welcome back to this week's episode of the Seatown Podcast, where Seattle business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders are invited on to share their stories with us. I'm your host, Christian Harris. This week's episode of the Seatown Podcast is brought to you by Seatown Real Estate. Their mission to make a difference extends beyond just their unique and unconventional approach with their clients and their agents. They partner with the community to give back a percentage of the proceeds from each home sale to a local nonprofit of their client's choice. Visit seatown.com, S-E-A-town.com, and experience the difference with Seatown Real Estate today. Welcome back to another episode of the Seatown Podcast. Today I'm joined by an old friend of mine, Brian Nelson, who, uh, amongst other things, is a retired Army officer, which is how I, I know him. Also a, a Tacoma TEDx speaker, philanthropist, and a uh, event planner, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, my friend said a wedding planner. <laughs> wedding planner, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not quite, but yeah. Yep. Um, um, so, I mean, the I think the main thrust of our conversation today, while we'll probably touch on some other stuff, is really your uh, your annual event uh, to raise money and bring the community together. Um, it's called Unleashed at Stadium Bowl. Maybe tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Okay, thanks, Christian. Uh, it uh, Yeah, this will be, this August will be our ninth year doing the race, and we, uh, we race up and down the stairs at Stadium High School. It actually... Uh, and where is that? In, in Tacoma. In Tacoma. Yeah, okay. in Tacoma. Um, of you know, ten things I hate about you, fame. Mm-hmm. That's that's the school, yeah. uh, and so it looks like Hogwarts, and uh, it's, it's got to be one of the most iconic venues on the West Coast. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. But uh, I worked downtown. Um, this is before we met when I was with the uh, MI Battalion, mm-hmm. and I was about to take command, and was thinking, you know, what's the one or two things that I can do to right the ship or influence? And uh, I had realized that. Um, I didn't know when I was an NCO and a uh, company-grade officer that I didn't know the boss. And so I thought, well, what I'm going to do is fix that and create a, uh, a team-building thing for uh, our officers. And so we started running the stairs and then playing ultimate or soccer. And then we go sure. to the Hobnob and eat, eat breakfast. And so uh, I tried to bring that over to the sod, mm-hmm. you know, and we met. Um, but that's how the race started was okay. me uh, running the stairs there. And then um, probably two or three years later, I was in the bull uh, by myself one day. I had just run the stairs, and I was feeling crystal clear. And I was feeling that equal parts, master of the universe, you'd just done something very hard. And um, total equanimity, like an egoless connection. And I remember thinking, this is by design. Like, how I feel right now is not an accident. Like, this is how mankind should feel and I and I don't know why I had this thought but I was like how can I make others feel this way and I thought we need to race the F-bomb bowl yeah. and so I uh, came home and uh, mentioned it to Kelly and uh, she said immediately she's like we're not doing anything if it's not going to raise money for Kindred Souls Foundation and uh, okay. and so we uh, but I was like we got to race the stairs Kelly and and so uh, we argue like we don't know who came, who coined the term, calling it unleashed at Stadium Bowl, um, but it has become our primary fundraiser since 2011. Okay. So. And, and tell our audience a little bit more about Kindred Souls. What, what is that? Kindred Souls Foundation is our animal rescue down in the South Sound. We're a distributed network of foster and adoptive homes. We, we are looking uh, to lease some uh, acreage on, on joint base. Uh, but currently, right now, we're just a network of foster and adoptive homes. We have some programs um, 
we kind of focus on uh, the less adoptable animals. Okay. So uh, we have like a seniors program where we match up senior folks with senior senior dogs and cats. We cover the okay. bills, right? Everybody lives longer. Um, it's cool. Okay. And uh, awesome. uh, like a medically fragile uh, program where even even prescription drugs for pets can be onerous to to owners. And uh, so we um, we have programs where we we cover the bills for some of those, uh, um, well, for their medi- medical needs. And uh, um, so that, again, everybody, you know. Sure. Uh, but it was something that Kelly and I had, uh, when we were living in Europe in probably 94, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do with our lives. Okay. And after uh, we'd each done like a, we did our own list of one, three, five, seven, ten, fifteen years, 10 things, okay. either stuff or achievement you know and like one one for me because i was like 23 at the time was like tv with remote <laughs> right that was like what i wanted the most yeah, and the uh big goal in life. yeah the big goal and uh out uh out at like 15 years an interesting exercise actually to do but uh out at like 10 to 15 years you kind of allow yourself to dream and both kelly and i had written uh something to the effect of work for ourselves or own our own business mm-hmm. and it was like we didn't know when or what we wanted to, what we wanted to do and so we thought about when when each of us had lost time and for uh, for me I had been a camp counselor mm-hmm. and uh, for uh, Kelly it's always been around animals so we had this idea of a an animal camp that was the the big idea okay. and uh, and then we kind of rolled it back and how to get there and it was like Kelly needed to get her uh, masters, maybe a PhD. I needed to finish my undergrad, get an MBA, get out of the army, learn to sell, you know, all these things. And um, as we started knocking down those hurdles, um, we realized I was, at the time, I was the chair of the Lakewood YMCA and um, kind of recognized that I don't think we really wanted a camp. We, we uh, that had morphed. And uh, we thought, but but Kelly was, she's got like an internal divining rod for animals in need. Okay. You know, right? And this is the nascent days of the uh, of the internet. So uh, we'd find a dog or a cat and Kelly was emailing everybody, you know, take this. And so we thought, you know what? I brought home the bylaws of the Y one day and said, let's just incorporate. And uh, this was, I think, 04, summer of 04 when we decided to to launch Kindred Souls okay. and we didn't have any money or didn't have any land, you know, and we thought we'll just, uh, we'll just learn as we go. And so we drug a couple of neighbors down, made them our, you know, appointed them our board members yeah. and, uh, and, and started. And, okay. uh, since then we've kind of morphed to more of these, uh, less adoptable dogs and cats. So, and then Unleashed is our primary fundraiser for that effort. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys kind of morphed that mission to the uh, the less adoptable animals just because there's so many other organizations that are, you know, if you, you got a cute, you know, that's a, that's a cat, there's plenty of organizations. Good, good question, them. really. Um, I think one, uh, I think Kelly and I are both drawn towards, maybe we're kind of like the underdog, you know, uh, sure. folks. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of, Let's say a high turnover adoption. Sure. Um, I think NOAA up north, uh, great, great organization, great, um, uh, great building actually. Uh, but yeah, they they do a lot, and there are a lot of uh, um, the animal welfare 
area is pretty broad and there are a lot of areas that are um, kind of being covered and we feel like this is our niche okay. that is uh, uncovered. Okay. Uh, can kind of go back to your, uh, your life goals at 23. Where would you say, how successful have you been uh, in that? Uh, you know, one of the, the ones you mentioned was owning your own business was kind of a, a goal. I mean, you've yeah. got your hands in a lot of pies right now. What's, wh- where's life taking you since then? That's a good question. I think it's it's uh, unfolded um, without as much my design uh, as maybe I intended, but it worked out very well. I, I left the army in '97. Never, it had always just been a means to an end. Sure. Um, I clarify that was active. Yeah, that was active. And then you went right to the guard. Or? Yeah, I did okay. because I was I was active duty enlisted, and I did my undergrad and grad school at night while I was in, mm-hmm. always thinking that I'd get out and be a quote unquote businessman, which I didn't really even know what that meant, you yep. know. Um, and so I went out and I, but I stayed in the guard, went through officer candidate school while I was still active, uh, because I kind of thought. Um, more of like a boys club, right? Um, or just a, a, a club, something to, to be a part of. Plus, I spoke Russian and I thought, well, I should have the guard help maintain the language because okay. I probably wouldn't do it on my own, sure. right? And uh, I was out for a few years, um, part-time, as a part-time soldier, and uh, found, interestingly, that I was actually happier on drill weekends than I was going to work Monday morning. Interesting. I'm the opposite. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know what, though? I didn't own it. I I worked for a a propane business. Um, And it was interesting, too. I was account manager initially, then took over as district manager. And it was, like, interesting to learn business. Um, But I felt like we underpaid our guys. um, And uh, we, we were the price leaders, which made me feel like I was um, uh, charging too much. Uh, and so there was a lot of ethical kind of things. And uh, Kelly and I had, at the, at the time, we had started an import business. We imported Polish pottery. Hmm. Have you guys been to Europe? Uh, uh, just in my R&R for the deployment set, but that was, that in, was two weeks of my life. Yeah. Uh, in the mid-90s, uh, when the wall went down, uh, all the soldiers would go to the Czech Republic to buy glass, crystal, and you'd okay. go to Poland to buy the pottery. Okay. And so um, we had started this uh, pottery business. And so... Um, even while I was learning business and working for a a company, I realized I was never going to be really happy unless I owned something. Um, And I really did. Plus 9-11 happened and like I knew we were going to rumble. And uh, so I kind of did this. I had about a decade left of active service. Mm -hmm. And so it was, well, if I could find a full-time job in the guard, um, you know, I'll have a pension that's worth a million bucks mm-hmm. and will I save that in this next decade probably not right uh, and so it, it kind of got down to this I'm happier on the weekends um, I actually am a soldier I was happier being an officer maybe you would agree than than being an NCO it's, it's, it's a better life yes. yeah you, know, you, you have more control and more influence right exactly and that's the whole <clears throat> reason I, I moved over you've got more more ability to affect change for the positive you know as opposed to yeah. just kind of a I mean, obviously, it's important being an NCO, you know, uh, right. leading other soldiers. But you know, it's you know, as opposed to touching, you know, one soldier at a time, you're kind of influencing that organization. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it, it was uh, the things that would drive me to distraction. Um, I could fix most of those a- as an officer, mm-hmm. um, but uh, and so yeah, so we were. I guess this goes all the way back to the, the question of 
Um, the the army fit me like a glove, which I didn't. I almost had to leave to actually recognize. Sure. Um, it gave us uh, um, gave me enough leave to pursue other things like our animal rescue um, and um, a steady paycheck enough that Kelly could leave. She had a mental health practice for a while, um, and then uh, she could leave that and take over the uh, animal rescue pro bono, which she's done since '05. Um, but it it suited us very well and um, kept me, I, I realize in, in retrospect that having very clear left and right boundaries was very important for me, mm-hmm. like external boundaries sure. until I could define them for myself, you know? Yep. Um, and so uh, uh, now I feel, you know, after I guess a, a career in the military that defining those boundaries is has still been somewhat of a challenge, but I, I understand the the value in those, sure. um, and it's allowed me and given well, it's it's actually taken care of our family completely, and now I have the time to do um, every everything that I care about and brings revenue into the Nelson household is almost directly from the army. Okay, um, so. I mean, even though, even our race started as Officer PT when I was a battalion commander, sure. as an example. So, uh, how much, uh, as far as the race goes, how much of the participants or support are still kind of tied to the military? I mean, I know that's for, good, for yeah. our units, you know, yeah, I think it usually happens on drill weekend, and yeah. we, you know, we allow guys to volunteer and you know do that as part of their. Job. Yeah, it's it's we still have a pretty good. Uh, it's it's flavored like two of the one four six field artillery uh, is our starting gun always. Um, the guard usually brings um, their color guard to present the colors and uh, sing the national anthem. Um, we have uh, the three forty first and some Assad pack as part of our volunteers, and we're actually going to reach out to. Uh, uh, Mission Continues, Team Rubicon, and Team Red, White, Blue. Okay. They've been partners that have participated in the race, but we're, we're creating a new program to um, see if they would want to be like volunteer partners so that we can kind of professionalize. And ca- it's the further away I get from the guard, the, those relationships are fraying, right? And so getting a, a continual volunteer base is, is harder. Sure. But it, it's not a military race, but it has a... Um, it's flavored, you know, with a with a cannon as a starting gun and and the national anthem. Sure. So okay. Um, remind me, when did you retire from the guard? Uh, August of 2015. Okay. So yeah. in those last five or three years, uh, what what has kind of taken up your time mostly? I mean, obviously you have this annual event. You've got you know the. Kindred Souls, uh, you also did some consulting work? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I started a, a consulting company called Grit360. Um, if you're familiar with the Army Resilience Program, it's um, a mashup of cognitive behavioral ther- theory, positive psychology, and sports psychology. And I, I got a lot out of that when I went to UPenn for, I was an early adopter of uh, that back in like 2010. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, so I built a business on that. It's been working mostly with the first responder community, which I uh, really kind of fell into and have really liked. Um, I also work part-time for a tech company where we do foreign language software. So I still work with uh, the intelligence community, uh, mostly in the reserve component, okay. about how to integrate our product into their training schedule. Okay. So 
and that's why I, I sometimes see you around. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, I, I thought we got <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, you know, uh, I, I still. Um, it was funny, even before I met the tech company back in 09, this is again before we met, um, I had built a, uh, uh, a website where I had a, I, I built a team. I was essentially running a tech startup out of the Tacoma Armory, okay. uh, building LingFit, right? It was a mashup yeah. of CrossFit principles mm -hmm. and language training. Okay. Uh, so 10-minute wads of, uh, of language training. And now what's funny is... Uh, you hear micro learning. Mm -hmm. um, and this was '09 when we started this, so I think we were almost too far ahead of sure. where a little ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah, a little ahead of the curve. The idea was correct, um, but uh, we one we didn't have the tech uh, to make it seamless. But we even had an app in '09. We had an app for that. Nice. So yeah, it was pretty cool. That's pretty early on. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. only been out two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was fun. It was it was really a lot of fun, and that's how I met the tech company. Um, uh, uh, transparent okay. and uh, so yeah so it, I still have a passion for language learning and and I guess like just continued growth sure um, it may, might be a theme in my life yeah I mean nothing knowing you anyone who knows you would say you're definitely always learning always exploring new ideas yeah uh, yeah that kind of thing um, I mean you kind of mentioned the, the left and right boundaries and and you know that sort of thing uh, does your, is your wife pretty good about keeping you on track as far as that goes? Because I know yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. kind of get away, you know, yeah. can get away from you. Sometimes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, she's, uh, we are, uh, um, I guess, opposites attract, right? So she is as introverted as I am, extroverted, okay. and grounded as I am, uh, you flighty. know, flighty. Yes, yes uh, <laughs> you know, the good idea fairy. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's interesting yeah. is what I realized is how much, um, uh, diet has to do with that when i cut out um high glycemic carbs or and i, I fast like sure. i'm fasting today you just mean like your ability to focus or? it's like that add adhd mm -hmm. vaporized really? like interesting like 98 percent of it okay um so still uh very very curious mm -hmm. but uh the ability to uh to focus, I think it was uh, was mostly sugar. Okay. Yeah, so it's you're able interesting. To control a little bit more about where you want to. Yeah, totally. Your totally. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, give us a little a little backstory. I mean, did you grow up in Tacoma? In, in no. Washington? Um, uh, we lived in the Tri Cities until I was in the fifth grade, and so we we uh, we left Pasco uh, the same year St. Helens blew, and I moved to Modesto, California. Okay. So, um, so I've always been a Seahawks and a Niners fan. Okay. Uh, and uh, Modesto is uh, south of Sacramento, west of or east of uh, San Francisco, right in the Central Valley. And uh, lived there until um, went to college at uh, at a junior college there for a year, and then uh, joined the army and came up here. And uh, it was the morning I woke up. It was uh, we had a late snow. It was the March of '89, okay. and I was coming out of 525 replacement, which is right near the core headquarters on JBLM. Okay. And uh, it was crystal clear. We had about six inches of snow the night before. Mm -hmm. And I walk out and I could see Mount Rainier. And then the uh, the parade field was all covered in this virgin snow. And yeah. that tree, you know, tree line, it was so beautiful, Christian. I, I was literally stopped in my tracks and I was like, 
this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Okay. I'm going to spend the rest of my life here. Sealed the deal for it. it, it yeah, instantly. Yeah. And yeah. so far, it's worked out that way, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, went overseas and, you know, came, but uh, Kelly, I met Kelly. She's from Bellevue. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we came back here after Europe and uh, have lived here since. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of getting into a little bit of the... I mean, we covered your backstory a little bit, but you know, into like your personality and strengths and, and skill set and stuff. What, what would you consider your, your greatest strength to be? Uh, probably a mashup of curiosity and high energy. Okay. Um, I'm insatiably curious. Mm-hmm. I have probably 1,100 books on my Audible account. Sure. You know, and uh, um, yeah, I uh, uh, and I guess the high energy helps. Uh, begin action on some of the things I'm, I'm curious about. Sure. Well, so. and that's interesting. I don't know if I say interesting combination because a lot of people that I know are like idea, idea people that may be driven, but the whole starting something and then completing it can be very difficult, you know? So like, yeah, uh, yeah. I've seen the most success with, when people like that partner with people who are, are doers as yeah. opposed to just thinkers. You know? yeah, I think uh, in a, in uh, what is it, strengths finder language, it's uh, activator mm-hmm. is one of my top strengths, yep. and uh, so yeah, I I uh, I'm happier doing, beginning, mm-hmm. um, creating, and that that's a I guess I don't know if you've ever thought this, but as a kid, I used to think of creative and artistic as synonymous, and so I would say because I'm not create or artistic, I would think that I'm not creative. Okay. Um, and, uh, even though we created a business, a nonprofit, we could, you know, uh, and the, the truth is I'm, I'm very creative, yeah. uh, just not, um, musically sure, or not artistic, just not artistic, yeah. you know? Right, uh, okay. so, uh, what would you say was one habit you wish you had? I would say, um, what I have been developing is uh, and it's it actually brought me more peace than I ever thought is just being much more reflective and journaling so meditating mm-hmm. and uh, and reflection which were um, things that I probably hadn't done for most of my adult life and uh, started meditating about a decade ago okay. and uh, and then uh, journaling and just being much more reflective those things have um, helped ground me in a way that uh, that I didn't have before. Okay. So when you say meditating, you mean like making space to like stop and kind of re- reflect as opposed to always kind of going and doing? It, well, I would say meditating specifically. I always meditate. Well, I, uh, I try to meditate at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. And I, um, I either have my own kind of mantra and breathing thing that I go through. I set my watch for 10 minutes and, and do it. Or I really like the Sam Harris Waking Up podcast. Okay. Um, or not only the podcast, but uh, his app. Um, so usually I meditate in the sauna after working out, and I work out five, seven days a week. So um, it's very still full of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I uh, so it's it's, uh, and then the reflection is I think, um, the capacity for reflection comes from the fact that I have meditated, if that makes sense. Okay. Being able to. Uh, uh, um, stay more present with my own thoughts. Okay. Um, so as we are getting close to wrapping up here, uh, I want to kind of get a little bit more into the specifics of you know what what makes Brian tick. Okay. Um, you know, do you have any like specific 
technology or life hacks that have, have changed your life? I mean, I know you always kind of you know what? The, it's fun, it, that's a good question as well. And I think the most uh, the most recent that has been a real game changer is have you heard of the bullet journal? Yeah. Yep. I, I started bullet journaling okay. uh, about two months ago, and man, that has been uh, super helpful okay. because uh, trying to mash my life into a Franklin Covey planner or uh, just always made me feel terrible, like, you know, inadequate. Um, you know, you've got your day planned and then you take your notes somewhere else and where do you, you know, so the bullet journal has been a, um, a huge thing for me. Okay. Now yeah. what, uh, what about that format resonates with you? Is it essentially just a hey, day one and you, it's free form? Well, it was, I think that, uh, that I could put my calendar, my notes, my journal, trackers all into one place okay. and so uh um where i would frequently i'd say i'd rather go to war than plan my day um <laughs> uh, the uh that is a very like starting my day with the bullet journal uh figuring out what i want to do and then looking going back to it numerous times out the day and then kind of uh checking on my trackers that I put in there. Okay. Uh, so it's, you know, you can do whatever you want to track, sure. right, is in there. And uh, it's just been, it's been a game changer for me. Okay, so, sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, okay. yeah. I have to check that out. Yeah, I, th I would highly recommend it. I've yeah. told it to almost everybody since I started doing it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, well, first of all, I'm, I know you listen to podcasts. So what, what would you say your favorite, what's your favorite podcast and why? Um, besides the C-Town podcast? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I like the Joe Rogan. I like the Tim Ferriss. I like Sam Harris. Okay. Um, I like the Jordan Peterson when he does something. Yep. Um, that guy's smart. Yeah, yeah. He's an, he's an important voice. Um, and uh, sometimes I'll listen to some of the fiction ones like Sex, Lives, and Videotape. Those okay. are pretty good. But I think there's so much good content that right. between Ferris, Harris, and Joe Rogan, that, that almost absorbs most of my podcast bandwidth. Sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's... So that's a lot of content just in those. I mean, yeah, and they're all those long, long form. form right? yeah. yeah, but they're really they're really good. Sure. So, yep. um, uh, what about books? I know you're a, a voracious reader yeah, yeah. Or, or listener of books. I, I would I, I'd say so. Fiction. Um, I would say uh, the Ken Follett's Century Trilogy is fantastic. Okay. Uh, so that's three books. Um, follow giants. It's it's follows six families from. Uh, few days before World War One, up into the Obama administration. Okay. And it is such, it's so rich. I've listened to them like three times. It's three separate books. And then um, uh, nonfiction, probably anything by Gladwell or Michael Lewis. Um, and uh, um, I, I really like uh, The Talent Code by uh, Dan Coyle was what, First got me started on Ling Fit probably okay. more than a decade ago. Uh, that, that's a that's a very interesting read. How talent is built. So okay, yeah, good stuff. Um, as we wrap up, what would you say is one part of uh, one piece of parting guidance that you could give our listeners? Meditate and okay. uh, and and reflect. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm. Not, I'm uh, I, I don't want to. I feel uncomfortable giving guidance to an unknown audience, but I'll tell you that that for me has been uh, um, been huge. Okay. So spending some time to really determine um, what you want to do, wh where you're going in the right place, you know. Sure. Um, and that doesn't uh, that doesn't happen when you're doing all the time. 
So, yeah. Sounds, sounds pretty solid. Is there anything you'd like to add uh, before we conclude our interview? Well, if there, we, the, with the race uh, specifically, uh, what we're trying to do is um, uh, build community through shared struggle. Our, our theme is called Grit City Effort plus Shared Struggle equals Kindred Connection. And I'm a deep, deep believer in uh, the vulnerability that happens when you're a mouth breather, mm-hmm. when the stairs make us all mouth breathers. And... Uh, uh, we do a thing called a community partnership where we, an organization um, gets 10 people to uh, register for our race and then we brand them like a sponsor. Okay. So we put logos on our website, we tag them, tag them on Facebook, they're in our program guide, but then they get a 10 by 10 booth on the grass. And, uh, and uh, we are seeing actually, uh, well, it's a fundraiser for our our animal rescue, kind of the higher order mission is uh, team building at scale. I think our lack of connection um, is is probably the most dangerous thing in our country right now. And so um, maybe it's the jock in me or the soldier, but I know that um, we come together. I think it was Rebecca Solent wrote, uh, Paradise is Built in Hell. Interesting read. Mm Um, but it's how humanity breaks out under these huge national disasters, natural disasters. And I think the same thing happens with all-out physical effort. Sure. Is that uh, misery brings shared, it, it brings us together. brings us together. You actually you actually love when when you're a bent over mouth breather. Anyone who's done that with you in that moment, you love them, and it's it's real. Um, and so what we're trying to do is engineer and extend that moment um, and then maybe you know I guess set the conditions for authentic connection and maybe maybe we can drop the long knives and don't care about who voted for who or sure. you know all this other That'd be great. <laughs> yeah all this other drama and maybe we could actually yeah, have an adult conversation and solve yeah solve some things so sure. actually care about each other yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I like that yeah. Uh, so if people want to stay uh, up to date on Unleashed at Stadium Bowl, know where to sign up, that sort of thing, where, where can they go? Uh, so our website's unleashedatstadiumbowl.org. Uh, our website for the animal rescues, kindredsoulsfoundation.org. And we have a, uh, a Facebook page that I think is probably Unleashed at Stadium or some, something like that sure. on Facebook. But you can find it from our website. And, uh, yeah, if you like the Facebook or shoot us an email. Um, Registration will start in May, and uh, race is Sunday, August 4th. All right. All Good right. Stuff. Thanks for joining me today, Brian. Um, hope uh, a lot of our audience can can travel south uh, for the Unleashed Stadium Bowl when that uh, kicks off and uh, have a shared experience. Awesome. So, all right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Hey, appreciate it. Yep. Cool. That wraps up this week's episode. Make sure to check out our guest website, pay them a visit, and help spread the word about what they are doing. If you have any questions, know someone who should be a guest on here or has a great story worth sharing, email me at christianharris at ctown.com. That's S-E-A-town.com. I would also love it if you would go to iTunes and give us a review and a nice five-star rating. We work hard to bring on great guests and provide exceptional content, and getting a review from you is one way to help the podcast rank well on iTunes so others can find and enjoy the show. You can also find out more about me, how my real estate brokerage is breaking the mold and making a difference in our Seattle communities, and other projects I'm working on by visiting ctown.com, S-E-A-town.com. Thanks for listening. The music for our podcast is courtesy of The Fascination Movement. You can find their albums in the iTunes store. You can also listen to more episodes and find all our show notes on our website at ctownpodcast.com. 
This has been a Seatown Media Production.